الله أكبر الله أكبر Welcome to the Rational Believer Podcast. This is a bonus episode for episode 10 how we can show that the Quran is a miracle for everyone and in this extra episode we'll be looking at some of the statements from the scholars of the Quran Muslim and non-Muslim to establish how over certain um, over different time periods how they all were able to describe the uniqueness of the Quranic style in the same way in terms of its inimitability now before we go through some of these quotes in regards to the claim that some of these quotes originate from Muslims whose testimony cannot be trusted due to bias this is of no consequence there are numerous statements from non-Muslims as well in different contexts which suffice to prove the point besides there are only a fraction well, these are only a fraction of what has been said. Moreover, it is false to discount the comments of the Muslims here. These comments have great weighting, hence they are proof. It is impossible for any report which is witnessed in a widespread way to be fabricated. News reports, which are usually heard through single narrators, um, are known to be true on account of their being accessible to multitudes of those who witnessed the same reported events. Hence, error in them is not possible. The Arabic construction of the Quran is perceptible in a widespread way. Hence, it is not possible that such large numbers of people, Muslim or otherwise, to fabricate such famous ideas in the presence of many who witnessed the same subject matter. What proves this even more is that not only is the event, which is the inimitability of the Qur'an, commonly reported, but also the details of the event in such a high degree. That is, the description of the eloquence is commonly reported. This would not be possible if these were fabricated. Hence, if it was fabricated, it would not be possible for all numerous scholars to all describe and illustrate the miracle in identical ways. They would not be able to describe style, meaning, grammar, and those sciences such as lexicography, syntax, grammatical devices, and the like, and their examples in the Quran without discrepancy. In addition, these statements can also be joined with other facts, for example, as mentioned earlier, the fact that the Qur'an is the reference point and highest specimen of the language and linguistics and used as such in colleges and universities in the Arab countries and abroad. So to begin with, some of the statements of the non-Muslim scholars on the description of the Qur'an are as follows. Professor E. H. Palmer, in his introduction to the Qur'an, London 1820, says, that the best of Arab writers has never succeeded in producing anything equal in merit to the Qur'an itself is not surprising.
Gibb in the book Mohammedanism published in London 1953 page 33 says well then if the Quran were his own composition other men could rival it let them produce ten verses like it if they could not and it is obvious that they could not then let them accept the Quran as an outstanding evidential miracle Hartwing Hirschfield a new researchers London 1902 page 8 says the Quran is unapproachable as regards convincing power eloquence and even composition Dr. Henry Stubb the MA rise and progress of Mohammedanism London published London 1911 page 158 the truth is I do not find any understanding author who controverts the elegancy of the Al-Quran, it being generally esteemed as the standard of the Arabic language and eloquence. Marseilla Eliad, the editor-in-chief of the Encyclopedia of Religion, Volume 12, published by Macmillan Publishing Company, 1987, page 179, says, on its written form, the Quran has set the standard for Arabic language and literature as the proper and indeed the highest expression of literary Arabic. Arbuthnot in the construction of the Bible and the Quran, London 1885, page 5, says, From the literary point of view, the Quran is regarded as a specimen of the purest Arabic written in half poetry and half prose. It has been said that in some case, grammarians have adopted their rules to agree with certain phrases and expressions used in it, and that, though several attempts have been made to produce a work equal to it, as far as elegant writing is concerned, none has yet succeeded. A rather lengthy Quote now from a dictionary and glossary of the Quran by Prager Publishers 1970 in the preface says the following that a competent knowledge of the Quran is indispensable as an introduction to the study of Arabic literature will be admitted by all who have advanced beyond the rudiments of the language from the purity of its style and elegance of its dictation it has come to be considered as the standard of Arabic even by those who have no belief in its pretensions to a divine origin while so great is its authority among the followers of Muhammad that it would be difficult to name a work by any Muslim writer which does not abound in allusions to its precepts or in quotations from its pages it is not to be expected that all the transcendental excellencies and miraculous beauties discovered in the Quran by its commentators and others should immediately unveil themselves to our cold and unsympathizing gaze. Beauties there are, many and great. Ideas highly poetical are clothed in rich appropriate language, which not unfrequently rises to a sublimity far beyond the reach of any translation. But it is unfortunately the case that many of these graces which present themselves to the admiration of the finished scholar are but so many stumbling blocks in the way of the beginner. 
the marvelous conciseness which adds so greatly to the force and energy of its expressions cannot fail to perplex him, while the frequent use of the ellipse leave in his mind a feeling of vague, not altogether out of character, in a work of its oracular and so distant prophetic nature. And that was by John Penrith. The following is by Philip Petty, the seventh edition of the History of the Arabs, by Mac, published by Macmillan and Co. in 1960, page 127. At the time of Muhammad, there was no work of the first order in Arabic prose. The Quran was therefore the earliest and has ever since remained the model prose work. Its language is rhythmical and rhetorical, but not poetical. Its rhymed prose has set the standard, which almost every conservative Arabic writer of today consciously strives today. The following is by Bosworth in The Legacy of Islam, in 1974, page 321. The Quran was also a linguistic document of incomparable importance. It was viewed as a source of grammatical and lexicographical information. Its stylistic inimitability notwithstanding, it even came to be treated as a standard for theories of literary criticism. And finally, in the new Encyclopedia Britannica, volume 115, the 15th edition, 1983, it states, As has been noted, the language of the Quran is regarded as surpassing everything that can be written in Arabic. The Quran itself is a miracle and cannot be imitated by man. Now we have the quotes from Muslim scholars of Arabic literature and language throughout the ages. So, by Bulata, page 114 of the book, The Rhetorical Interpretation of the Quran, the Ijaz, and the Related Topics. Al-Khatabi argues that, al that all speech is made up of three elements. One, words conveying meaning. Two, ideas subsisting in words. And three, structure organizing both. He maintains that humans cannot imitate the Qur'an because their knowledge does not encompass all the words of Arabic, all the ideas in them, and all the varieties of structure. Furthermore, they cannot imitate the Qur'an because it has the most eloquent wording conveying the best ideas presented in the most beautiful structure. Al-Khatabi stresses the fact that rhetorical effectiveness results not only from the choice of words, but also from the order in which words are put. A change of wording or of order alters the meaning otherwise intended or impairs the beauty otherwise obtained. The next is by Taha Jabr al-Alwani from the International Institute of Islamic Thought in the book Source Methodology in Islamic Jurisprudence, 1994, page 86. The statements of Imam Ghazali and other writers on the subject of usul enable us to suggest that there are three sources of fiqh, wahi, or divine inspiration, this includes both the recited or inimitable Qur'an, and the unrecited or the sunnah. The next is in Al-Muqaddimah 
by Ibn Khaldun, translated by Franz Rosenthal, published by Routledge and Keegan Paul, 1967, page 437. Recent scholars have used the name of the second subdivision, syntax and style, for all three subdivisions, because the ancient scholars had discussed it first. The fruit of this discipline is understanding of the inimitability of the Quran. This consists in the fact that the language of the Quran indicates all the requirements of the situations referred to, whether they are stated or understood. This is the highest stage of speech. In addition, the Quran is perfect in choice of words and excellence of arrangement and combination. This is the inimitability, a quality that surpasses comprehension. The next quote from Isa Bulata's book, The Rhetorical Interpretation of the Quran, Jazz and Related Topics, page 146. It is Nazm that creates distinctive style by the choice and arrangement of words to bring out meaning. Words arranged differently convey different meanings. Thus, the best style is one which has the best construction possible for the meaning intended, and that choosing the most expressive words for the purpose and placing them in the most likely arrangement. According to Al-Jurjani, the Quran uses the best Nazm which, when the Arabs heard it, they realized they were unable to match. Now, Nathan here is referring to the structure. In the next quote by Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, in An Introduction to the Principles of Tafsir by Al-Hidayah Publishing and Distribution, page 24, it has been realized that there are very few words in language which are synonymous in the Quran. They are rare, almost non-existent. It is very difficult to find a word which conveys all the meanings which are conveyed by another word. At best, it will be an approximation. This is one of the reasons why the Quran is inimitable. In the verse, on the day when the firmament will be in swift commotion, Maur, this is n- Chapter 52, verse 9, for example, if you explain the word maur by haraka movement, this would be an approximation, for maur means a light, swift movement. Carrying on, and this is by a quote by Dr. Ashraf Abdel Fattah, Aladdin Hussainin, and Saleh Saleh. In the Tajweed al-Qur'an, a new approach to mastering the art of reciting the Holy Qur'an by Bakka Translation and Publishing Limited, 1989, page 4, it mentions Any rendition of the Qur'an into another language cannot be described as the Qur'an in that language, but rather an attempt at translating the meanings of the verses and words as they are interpreted by the translator. Thus, an essential and characteristic feature of the Noble Qur'an is that it is holy in Arabic. This inseparability of the Qur'anic message and its divine linguistic garb has been repeatedly pointed out by all Arab scholars and should never be overlooked by translators. The following is by Imam Taqiyaddin Nabahani in the book Shakhsi Islamiyah, Volume 1. 
The Quran has made the Arabs powerless and impotent to bring the like of it and challenge them to do that. The Most High has challenged them and if you are in doubt as to what we have revealed from time to time to our servant and produce a surah like thereunto and call your witnesses or helpers if there are any if you are be truthful in Surah Baqarah 23 to 24 and also it has been mentioned in the Quran say bring then a surah like unto it and call you to your aid anyone you can besides Allah if it be you speak the truth the challenge came too high for them so that he Allah said to them you cannot bring the like unto it so the most high subhanahu wa ta'ala said say if the whole of mankind and jinn were to gather together to produce the like of the Quran they could not produce the like thereof even if they backed up each other with help and support thus those who were spoken to by the Quran were completely unable to bring the like unto it this incompetence is assured and permanent in a continuous way mutawatir and history has not known anybody since then that anyone has brought the like of it the following quote is from imam khatibi in kitab bayan ihjaz alquran page 27 the quran is inimitable in that it employs the most eloquent words in the ideal forms of composition embodying the truest meanings and finally we have a quote from Maulana Muhammad Zakaria Kandalvi in the book Tablighi Nisab and it's on page 29 to 31 Ilm al-Ma'ani that is knowledge of semantics because phrase constructions are understood from their meanings Ilm al-Bayan i.e. knowledge of figures of speech like similes and metaphors due to which expressions or shades of meaning or similes and metaphors become known ilm al-badi knowledge of rhetoric the knowledge which reveals the beauty of language and its implications the last three are the branches of ilm al-balaghat knowledge or oratory which are considered very important subjects which the commentator should master because the glorious quran is a perfect miracle and its amazing constructions can only be understood after mastering these subjects Thank you for listening. In the next bonus episode, we'll be looking at specific constructions in the Quran for those who are acquainted with the Arabic language. Until next time, Assalamu alaikum. Allah!